0: everyone welcome back to our region updates which i've decided to rename to tourism body tuesday obviously with the people that know it best the tourism bodies themselves following some of the same methodology we started with i wanted to take you back to where our company was actually created and is still based the uk many of you sell the uk in a normal world daily weekly etc what we are wanting to exploit today is that there is so much more to the U.K. than just London, I and mean, that a quick getaway of five to 12 days could be what it takes to really appreciate this land steeped in so, so, so much history. And to help us today, I have welcomed, we're welcoming Erica from visit Britain to assist us on our mission today. Hello, Erica, thank you for joining us with us today and uh, helping us out with the UK.. Hey, Dylan, thank you so
1: much for having me. Um, So, I'm Erica Stewart and I am the Trade Engagement Executive for the Visit Britain, Australia and New Zealand team. So, yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me, Dylan, and thanks everyone for listening into this. I just wanted to firstly touch um, on some reasons why the Australian visitor is so important to the tourism sector. Australia is Britain's fifth most valuable international source market globally for visitor spend and is ranked 10th for inbound visits. Oof. The UK receives more than 1 million visits, visitors from Australia and contributes £1.2 billion pounds into the UK visitor economy. Australians are also coveted UK travellers, staying for almost twice as long as the global average and spending one and a half times more per visit than the average global visitor. Australians also love to get off the beaten track and travel further across Britain as well. And secondly, I thought it was really important to point out that while listening to a Britain podcast, you have to have a cup of tea in hand. So I hope you have one ready um, and make sure you have a virtual cuppa with Dylan and myself right now while we chat all things Britain.
0: I did put the kettle on there, uh, Erica. I'm all (laughs) set. I've got my cup of tea. I put a bit of a splash of honey in mine. Awesome. um, I did do my five-minute steep to make sure that it is um, all authentic and uh, ready to go. (laughs) Perfect. So do we want to dive into the Cotswolds? Let's go to the Cotswolds. Why not? What a starting point.
1: Yeah, perfect. Okay, so... Basically, when you think of England, the Cotswolds probably are the first place that come to mind. Um, this is an area of limestone hills and it's picture postcard England. So if you're not really familiar with the Cotswolds, uh, it's a ridiculously pretty uh, series of villages amid rolling hills and it's full of chocolate box cottages and winding country lanes. And the best part about it is that it's only a two-hour drive from London, which is perfect. Um, The Cotswolds offers over 2,000 square kilometers of unspoilt countryside, and it spreads over five counties. So it's a beautiful, large, big area. Uh, And it's packed with picturesque villages uh, built of Cotswold stone, beautiful churches and vast manor houses. And I'd I'd say if you had some free time before or after a Backroads tour, you can explore the lively market towns, some of the country's greatest palaces, uh, castles and uh, country houses, you could also walk or bike ride through the breathtaking landscapes along the historic trails or make a splash in the Lakeland area, and because it has its own inland beach, which is pretty cool. Um, some things that I definitely recommend that you do not miss when you're in the Cotswolds is Blenheim Palace. And it's a beautiful palace and it's home to the 12th Duke and Duchess of Marlborough. And it's also the birthplace of Sir Winston Churchill. Uh, it's a World Heritage-listed site, and it boasts over 300 years of history, and it has more than 2,000 acres of parkland and formal gardens. So, they host a wealth of events, they have theme tours, and they also have exhibitions throughout the year, which is great. Um, secondly, Castle Coombe. So, Castle Coombe lies in a valley and is considered one of the loveliest and prettiest villages in the Cotswolds. Um, and it's also used uh, quite frequently as a backdrop for period television and cinema dramas. And I'm not sure, Dylan, if you've seen the 1967 version of Dr. Doolittle, um, but that film was also filmed in the Cotswolds as well. So, pretty cool to know.
0: Got it plugged in for tonight.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Um, and then finally, um, I would definitely recommend to watch uh, Walk the Cotswolds Way. So, the Cotswolds Way is a national trail and it starts or ends actually, uh, in the World Heritage uh, City of Bath and it continues all the way up uh, to one of the most northern villages in the Cotswolds which is Chipping Campton. So the complete trail is 161 kilometres and there is a full itinerary that can take 11 days Um, but it's a really well signposted trail and there are also the options to do smaller walks in between. So they're definitely our key things not to miss in the Cotswolds.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Cotswolds for us is one of the most popular um, tours just for those short little tour getaway kind of things. We have our little five-day or six-day now jaunt around um, the Cotswolds, which is super, super popular. But, I mean, as you mentioned, it's only, what, two hours from the UK. So whether you're doing our Heart of England tour or you're doing, you know, one of our longer tours up to to Scotland perhaps, you can actually do this as a bit of a segue or a side piece by yourself just due to proximity and ease of getting to and from, from London.
1: Yeah, that's it. So this um, slide here, this shows a map to show you where the Cotswolds is situated um, in England. So, yeah, it's only a two hour drive uh, from London, but it also sits around all of these areas as well. So you've got Oxfordshire, which is home to Britain's oldest university. And I believe it is the first stop on the Heart of England tour, um, just to show you how close these are together. Yeah. Um, And then there's also Stratford-upon-Avon which is where William Shakespeare was born and it's where you can actually visit his wife Anne Hathaway's cottage. Uh, And then we've also got Nottingham, which was made famous by Robin Hood and of course the prestigious Cambridge, which has Cambridge University. Yeah, so all really in close proximity to each other.
0: Yeah, really, really simple uh, region to get to and so so many things that, you know, even without being the avid traveller, you would have you would have heard through schooling, through friends, through people who have been mm-hmm. through the region too. So, um, and especially Oxford, there <clears throat> I, I didn't get a chance to get to go to Oxford myself. Um, my uh, I was too 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 intellectual for Oxford, so I had to pass that up oh, on, on yeah. my, my journey. But um, no, thank <laughs> you for that. That was, that was a wonderful bit of insight into the, into the region there, and I'm sure all of you there can an, understand why um, the Cotswolds rank so highly for the Australian tourists. I mean, I think, what's that, 125th of the Australian population is travelling to the UK and spending more money than anyone else. So it's a big, big area that you guys can, as travel partners, can, uh, can really sell, sell well. Now, we're going to be putting on, um, in our Zoomcast, a bit of a video here on the Cotswold. So just as a bit of a segue, just to let you guys know, we also have um, a Christmas markets tour. So this is something different, you know, when we think about Christmas markets in Europe, we think in Prague and Saxony and the Bohemia region there, but we do actually have an eight-day tour in, um, in the Cotswolds region, which uh, covers the Christmas markets. But um, also, it's a great little segue because it touches on the southwest region of the UK as well, which I believe Erica is going to take us to next. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So Just to give you um, a bit of uh, perspective as well on where this area is situated, obviously it's in the Southwest of England, uh, but you can see here, this is where quite a few destinations are as well, um, key destinations. So of course we have prehistoric Stonehenge, which is one of England's most iconic monuments. Uh, We also have the World Heritage listed city of Bath, which is famed for its splendid Roman spa and uh, elegant Georgian architecture. And then we've got Bristol as well. So Bristol is an alternative kind of city and it's known for its uh, culture, creativity, um, and impressive maritime legacy. And then of course, located furthest down in the Southwest, we've got uh, Cornwall. And Cornwall is known for its beautiful sandy beaches, its surf-ready waves. um, And it's also known for its world-class galleries, fantastic food, and one-of-a-kind attractions. Now getting to Cornwall is about a five-hour drive from London. Or you can alternatively take the train. And there are different train stations dotted throughout the southwest of England as well. And it's approximately between four to five hours to get to Cornwall. Um, or you could also start in London with a backwards tour um, and you can stop at some amazing um, destinations on route to Cornwall as well.
0: Yeah. Cornwall here on year for us, Erica, is um, actually our number one selling tour. Um, it's once again, one of those perfect length itineraries to just get out of London and <clears throat> see some of the countryside. But, you know, um, we, we do it a little bit differently and the, the, the benefit of the Mercedes Sprinter that we, that we use on tour and obviously the group sizes of only 18 um, really make this a, an amazing region to see with back roads. And it's funny, um, obviously we're a UK office as well and our, my, my big bad boss decided to um, do our Cornish tour and uh, he, he, he claims he's been to Cornwall 50 times. Um, <laughs> And obviously our guides are all local. They're all UK citizens. They're all, they live and breathe this region. And he actually ended up learning, seeing and doing things he had never heard of before although his family and his obviously his father who knows it all um have been claiming um that oh you know the you know um, Cornwall better than anyone else and no he didn't so um i think no matter how you do this tour whether it is independently or via a backroads 8 day adventure um a great region to get out to and uh we'll take through take you through a little bit more as to why um this region is so amazing with erica yeah well you're exactly right like
1: every time you go there is always something new to discover. No matter how many times you've been, 50 times, there's always something new, which is awesome um, about the region. So I'll start here in Dartmoor National Park, and Dartmoor really does have something for everyone. Uh, History lovers can explore castle ruins and learn about local myths and legends at some of the local museums. And families also have plenty um, of experiences as well, uh, and lots of opportunities for staying active. So there's lots of hiking, there's lots of bike riding, there's horse riding, canoeing, and it's never ending. The list is never ending. So there are lots of things that you can do in Dartmoor National Park. And then I'll move on to St. Michael's Mount. So it's a small island, uh, and it has a castle at its summit. And it's just off the coast of Penzance, which is just further down on the southwest. Um, and it's accessible by foot uh, via a man-made cobbleway causeway but that's just at low tide. Alternatively there are also boats which we can take you across as well and this rocky island is crowned by its medieval church and its castle with its oldest building dating back from the 12th century. Um, And then on the next slide here you can see that uh, quite a few people know this but uh, famous chefs uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Oliver and Rick Stein have restaurants on Cornwall's coast. Um, and visitors can enjoy everything from Michelin starred restaurants to traditional fare, like a Cornish pasty or a Cornish cream tea. Um, and on a back road tour, I believe you actually stop at Rick Stein's restaurant. Is that correct for lunch?
0: Yeah, we are the only touring company that has a standing reservation at Rick Stein's seafood restaurant in Padstow. So yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a big plus and a big win. And, no matter how much we talk about St. Michael's Mount or Dartmoor National Park or Falmouth or anywhere in that region, all the customer wants to know is, do you dine at a restaurant? And yes, yes, we do indeed. <laughs> okay. Um, and
1: just the last point I just want to touch on with Cornwall is that it has a milder climate than the rest of Britain, which provides perfect uh, conditions for exotic animals and plants so that actually leads me to the world's largest indoor rainforest which is at the eden project and you know some people refer to it as the eighth wonder of the world um, because it's like the um, eden project is a series of uh it's they're massive and they're bubble like biomes which you can see in this picture if you look at the uh the zoom videos um and it's nestled in a crater and surrounded by breathtaking scenery it's really one of a kind and it's beautiful to see and i think the coolest thing about it is that it's also home to England's longest and fastest zip line, which is at 60 miles an hour, which I think is about 96 kilometres per hour, which is so fast and definitely for the daredevils. I dare you to do it, Dylan, next time.
0: Sign me up. Now, we, we, don't, <laughs> um, we, we don't visit um, um, the, the Garden of Eden, I like to call it all the Eden Project, but there's plenty of free time in your touring to go and visit this um, marvel, um, which, you know, will sustain the world if, if it all falls apart um Mm -hmm. in times like COVID maybe this Eden project is you know our lifeline to to safety and sanity (laughs) in the future for our food beverage and farm flora but um the zip line I didn't know about until today so that's why I love these little conversations with the tourism bodies because you're just going to pick up little bits and pieces that you may have never thought of before and uh might be a draw card for even yourself to get out to to these regions as well so yep sign me up for that zip line I am ready to go perfect and I thought just to finish off in this little region here, Erica, let's um take our uh, customers to Wales. I mean, this region is probably undersold and probably forgotten a little bit, but um just more of as a, as a rationale from the backroads perspective, we're the only touring company that tours just Wales. So, what you'll find on many touring experiences, which are generally like. London to to Scotland kind of adventure where they will visit Wales definitely they'll 100% take you through Wales but nothing as in depth as our eight-day Wales Cardiff to Cardiff journey so I thought I'll get the expert to take us through why Wales is so significant and uh, give you guys some better understanding as to how you can maybe sell it better.
1: Yeah so a really cool fact about Wales I'll just start with is that the country has more than 600 castles which is more per square mile than any other country in the world. So that's a key starting point for me and exactly why I'd want to visit the region along with its really cool language and really hard to understand accent. For oh, that's the challenge. I
0: that is the challenge.
1: love the Welsh accent. I think it's awesome. Um, but then going into some details about some of the really great destinations that there are in Wales, and I'll start with Cardiff. And Cardiff is the capital city. And it's the key uh gateway into exploring the country and its natural wonders including its three national parks um it's a little city but it has a huge heart and it's famous for its historic castle uh it's at cardiff bay its iconic rugby stadium the victorian shopping arcades and of course the locals favorite beer which is called brains um and then i'm just i know <laughs> just move up into uh mid wales and you've got Brecon uh, and beacons national park and it's a fantastic place for active an active holiday so it's full of adventure it's full of superb walking mountain biking horse riding trails um, there are caves and forests to explore as well and it's a really character-filled town uh full of pubs farmers markets and also has michelin-starred restaurants as well so lots of different activities to do um, and then I'll move up into Northern Wales, where you have Snowdonia National Park. And Snowdonia National Park is maybe one of the most known national parks in Wales. Um, and it's very clear to see why it's beautiful. And it's it's dominated by its impressive mountain range. Um, there are picturesque villages, there are fast-flowing waterfalls, and it's got a beautiful coastline of fine sandy beaches. Um, and something that I definitely recommend that you cannot miss in Snowdonia National Park is the... Um, steam train ride through the National Park because it's, because of its spectacular scenery. You definitely cannot miss that one. Um, and then just on the uh, northern eastern tip of Snowdonia National Park is a market walled town called Conwy. Um, and if you have some free time, I would definitely say that you should visit its castle, Conwy Castle. Um, it's a 13th century castle and beautiful to explore as well. And then over to the picture perfect town of Port Marion. So Port Marion is situated in a private peninsula and it overlooks the beautiful scenery in the coastline of Snowdonia National Park and the town itself of Port Marion is inspired by Portofino in Italy so it's a 1920s eclectic town and it looks like it comes straight from a fairy tale I can't you need to see it to believe it it is beautiful to see it's unreal But aside from its striking architecture and scenic views um, and grand gardens, Port Marion is also home to some really unique hotels, all these pastel-coloured villas, uh, historic cottages, and of course award-winning restaurants as well. And then I'll just go down further south um, to the uh, southwestern shore where you find Pembrokeshire. And Pembrokeshire is full of dramatic cliffs, golden bays, and wonderful wildlife. Uh, It also has a national park, which is Pembrokeshire Coast National Park. And that covers 620 square kilometres of spectacular landscape around Wales' southwestern shore. So there's so much to see in Wales. It's a beautiful place to explore. And I would definitely recommend, yeah, your backroads tour is unbelievable that it takes, you know, eight days to explore this country on its own, which is just awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, if anyone's actually looked at the front cover of our um, 2020 brochure um, for backroads, that beautiful backdrop and scenic, which many of you may have thought was Cinque Terre or somewhere on the Amalfi Coast, um, is actually Pembrokeshire. <laughs> so we've uh, featured this region on many of our um, flyers, um, obviously the front cover of our brochure, just to really highlight just the absolute beauty. And there's obviously so many towns that um, Erica's has just taken us through that, that have that sort of like unexpected outcome. I mean, I think most of us know about the national parks and, and the sort of the, the nature backdrops, the hiking, the walking but that coastline is absolutely stunning and a must to see for anyone who's traveling to this area. That's it.
1: And I'll just, uh, let you know how easy it is to actually get to Wales. Um, from London, it's only, um, it's under two hours by train, uh, which is a lot closer than a lot of people think. Um, and alternatively, it's a three hour drive. So really easy to get into Cardiff, uh, from London, but alternatively, uh, if you wanted to get into North Wales, it's really easily accessible from Northern England. So, From Liverpool, it's only an hour and 15-minute train ride uh, into northern Wales. And it's also uh, an hour and 30 minutes from Manchester. So, easy to get in at any point um, to Wales.
0: That is so easy. And and all those little hubs you mentioned there are some of the key regions that the Australian Trailers actually get into, which is uh, a super-duper little bit of a two- or three-day add-on to their trips. I think it's a grand idea, grand idea. Not now, fair. I guess the most important part of this uh, little update is how do we learn more about you know, Britain and the UK ongoing? I mean, we're, we're touching on some regions today, but how can we learn more about Visit Britain, Erica?
1: There are lots of ways. So primarily, I'm everyone's contact. I'm the trade engagement executive, as I said. So if anyone did have any specific questions, um, you can always feel free to send me an email or give me a call. I'm happy to help. Um, so my contact details are here. And we also have a link to our trade website, which is trade.visitbritain.com, where you can sign up to our monthly trade newsletter as well. And there's also a link here to sign up to our training platform, which is britagent.com, where you can learn, where you can become a certified Brit agent and learn more about the region as well. And then alternatively, we have another online training platform, such as eight dedicated Britain courses on onlinetraveltraining.com. And there are some cool prizes up for grabs as well once those courses are completed. So we have lots of different ways that you can learn more about Britain um, as well as getting in contact with me. Excellent,
0: excellent, excellent. Now, once again, we haven't hit all the regions today. We do know your time is precious and we do thank you for tuning into this uh, podcast today. But can we get back together sometime soon, Erica, maybe take the, uh, the guys on a journey through Scotland?
1: Yes, please. I would love that. There's so much to discover in Scotland.
0: Yeah, so what, what we'll try and do, we'll, we'll loop back in, but um, we'll do a dedicated Scotland-only catch-up uh, in the not-too-distant future. So pay attention to LinkedIn and also the Backroads APAC Agents page for upcoming dates and events for this. And um, Erica and I will try and align our diaries to make this work really, really well for you guys. But um, um on behalf of Backroads Touring Co., Erica, thank you for taking the time to join us today on our Tourism Body Tuesday all the details will be added through to the social media page. So I'll add um, Erica's email and phone number details, et cetera, for the guys who were just listening to the podcast. And if there's anything you need from either of us, please, please feel free to reach out. We love your questions. We love your support. And we look forward to selling the UK even more together next year. <laughs> Thank you very much, Erica. Thanks, Dylan.
1: Thanks, everyone.